Okay, so let's learn. So, uh, this morning we'll finish off the Sugi and Sefer Yeshua, that specific Sugi and Sefer Yeshua that we've been dealing with for the past uh, few weeks. So just to get back into it, B'Kitzer, so again, we've been talking about the Inyan, the covenant that was made by Hargrizim and Harevel. So, so basically, it boiled down to Machlokes between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel. Just very quickly to sum it, to bring us back into the Sugya. So we know that according to Chazal, Kabbal Satara, the covenant that was made for Kolatar Kula between Hashem and the Jewish people, Chazal had a tradition and it had to happen in three stages. So that's for sure. So the sheet of Rabbi Shmuel was that the three stages included Hargrizim and Harevel. So number one was Har Sinai slash Mishkan, because the Kolalim were given by Sinai, Pratim by Mishkan, so Sinai and Mishkan is one. Next was by Arbis Moyev, before we enter into Eretz Yisrael, Sefer Tvarim, that's the second stage. And the final stage is Hargrizim and Evel. So Hargrizim and Evel is the covenant for Kabbal Satara. So that is the sheet of Rabbi Shmuel. The sheet of Rabbi Akiva is not like that. The sheet of Rabbi Akiva was that the three parts of Kabbal Satara already happened before Hargrizim and Evel. You had Har Sinai, everything was given then. Mishkan, everything was repeated. And Arvis Maya, before entering Eretz Yisrael, also repeated again. So that takes care of Kabbal Satara. What is Hargrizim and Evel? So Hargiz and Evel was something else. So the Gemara told us that, according to the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, everything, the, the, the covenant of Hargiz and Evel, even though it's, it lists over there 10 or 11 different mitzvahs, different inyanim that Kala Yisrael were accepting, the Gemara says that basically those are all just uh, different mushals and different ways to, to express one nekuda, which is Eshazish, that the couple should be faithful to each other. It was the Jewish people accepting in, in all different ways, in all different uh, avenues and angles, the innovation sesh, the isservation sesh. So that's 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 what the Gemara says. Now again, that itself needed explanation. Sepis, like that Indian innovation sesh is what we need another kabbalas, another kabbalas Torah for. Okay, so we saw from the uh, from the the Nitziv in a number of places that the Indian of Har Grizim and Har Evil, and he doesn't again he doesn't quote this Gemara with with uh, Rabbi Akiva and Eish but on his own, he explains that the covenant that was made by Hargrizman Evil was a covenant that the Jewish people accepted upon themselves basically to be Arla Goyim, to be a light unto the nations. And the Nitziv explained that that unique covenant that was made, that that, 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 that covenant was made to the Jewish people started off as a, as a bris that was between Hashem and Avram Avinu. When Avram Avinu was given the name Avraham, Av Hamayin Goyim, that he should be the father of many nations, that was a, that was a, 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 a chiv, that was a bris, that was a shlichus that he was being given, that he should not just affect, not just uh, teach Yidin Taira, and not just convert Goyim to become Yidin if they so choose, but even Goyim that want to remain Goyim, but you should be able to be mashpia and be a light for them. And so the Nitziv explained that that bris with Avram Avinu was then made with Klal Yisrael by Harkrizim and Harayvel. And so... And so we explained, that was the last thing that we spoke about, is that, okay, so now you have two things going on by Hargis and Evil. You have Eish like, there's two sides. There's like, between us and Hashem, there's a covenant being made about Eish And then there's this other inning that Nitziv introduces, which is our obligation as being an Arla Gaim. So what is the, so we explained that uh, based on the Nitziv as well, but more from Rav Kook, the Talmud of the Nitziv, that uh, Rav Kook explained that in order to truly be Mashpia all the way... Bechlal to be mashpi on people, but befrat, befrat the nations of the world, to be mashpi on them, it, it depends on a person being more deeply rooted 
in the inner panemistic light and yichud of Yiddishkeit. When Yiddishkeit is a system of rules and regulations, in the language of Rav Kook, how he put it is that no one wants to hear rules and regulations. The Goyim certainly do not want to hear rules and regulations. And so since, if our role is to be mashpia on them, it's impossible to do that in a healthy way, in a productive way, in a way that they'll accept it without uh, causing tsaris. The only way to do that is if we are deeply attached to the side of Yiddishkeit, to the, to the, to the yichud of Yiddishkeit, which is the root of where those rules and regulations come from. But if we connect to the soul, to the pinimiyas hiskashas between the chasen and kala side of Yiddishkeit, between us and the Rabbani Shalom, and from that vantage point, that's how we perceive and view the rules and regulations of Yiddishkeit. So from there, we'll be able to then give over, we'll be able to give over a Yiddishkeit to the rest of the world. That's not, that's not just simply rules and regulations. They'll be able to pick up, even, in, even when we communicate the rules and regulations of Yiddishkeit to the nations of the world, whatever is relevant to them, if from us it's coming from a place of Yichud, then they'll pick up on that as well. And Mamela, they'll be receptive to it. So our ability to be a healthy Arla Gayim depends on our understanding that Yiddishkeit boils down to an inner chasen and kala to And that's the combination, that's, the, that's what was going in Bargis and Reva. The more deeply we can, you know, uh, you know sort of uh, absorb the, the very core of Yiddishkeit from which all the Pratim are coming from, which is the inner of Eshesish, but Hashem is the chasen, we're the kala, the inner of Yichud. And from that place, see all the details and all the rules and regulations coming from that place of Yichud, then automatically that that it could it could it has an, it could go further. It could go beyond our boundaries into the nations of the world, and it won't be perceived and it won't be picked up on as just telling them what to do and just creating guilt and uh, and uh, you know and a sense of being uh, being boxed in. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll come, it'll, it'll be, intuitively, they'll pick up also that this is coming from an opportunity to be, that, that we're giving them an opportunity to be involved in this unbelievable, you know, uh, relationship between human beings and the Creator. And that's something that we'll pick up on. And Mamela, that's the, the connection between the two, between the two breezes. That's what we spoke about last time. So tonight, today, what we're going to do is going to go just a little bit deeper into this. <clears throat> and more specifically addressing a question, which is, so practically, what does this mean? This means that we have to literally go out and teach the Goyim, like, and what are we supposed to teach? You know, how, what does it exactly mean to be an Orla Goyim, practically speaking? So before we even, we, even, we even begin, obviously it's important to know halachically, right? So we all know that Goyim are obligated in Shavu Zerinoyach, right? Shavu Zerinoyach, we're obligated in 613. Now the Rambam does write in Hilchas Malachim. You don't have this in front of you, but it is good to know. I spoke about this once before. The Rambam does write in Hilchas Malachim that on Har Sinai, Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us that not only, not just to let us know that Goyim are obligated in Shavuot Noach, The Rambam writes it's before that our chiyah, we are mechuyev to teach the Goyim about Shavuot Noach. So there is, there is, there is a certain, there, there is actual content, actual information that the Jewish people are obligated to teach to the nations of the world. That, that's for sure. And that is the, those are the mitzvahs of Shevonitz V'neinoyach. Things that are not Shevonitz V'neinoyach, pure Torah, Adraba, we're, we're obligated not to teach them. Right? Rosh HaKilos Yaakov. Again, uh, there's nuances in Torah Shavuchsav versus Torah Shavuchsav. There, there, there's different pratim. We're not going into that particular sugya, but B'derach Kalal, 
it, when it comes to actual material. So Shevimus Vininayach, we're obligated to teach. Things that are not Shevimus Vininayach, generally speaking, we're obligated, Davka, not to teach. So when it comes to teaching that material, Shevimus Vininayach, that's primarily what we were speaking about last week. That in order to give over, like, and that's really what Cook was trying to talk about, if you, to give over actual instructional information, do this, don't do that, what you're not allowed to do, and so on, and influence the guy in that, in that, in that way, then if it's coming, if the, if the, if the teacher, right, if the, if the preacher, if the, if the Jew that's, that's preaching this to the nations of the world himself sees Yiddishkeit in that very chitzanyistic way, not an isha, so yichadik way, then certainly the guy is just going to pick up on this Jew trying to tell them what to do. And uh, that usually doesn't end well. So in that context, in terms of information, what to teach, and then, then that's what we saw from the Nitziv, the Rav Kook, that if, you, if it's emanating from a place of Yichud, and in the, in the person himself, these rules and regulations of Yiddishkeit are seen not as a prison, but as, 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 as a way to express and to live in that place of Yichud, then yeah, then when you communicate that, even the, 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 the one listening to that, you know, receiving that, that instruction is going to sense and feel the love and the warmth and the opportunity that you're offering. So that's true for Gaim. And the truth is, it's true for Yidin too. It's Yidin too. That in order to, to actually communicate and to be mashpia technicalities and to give Musr and things like that. So it has to, if, if, the, if the one that's giving it over himself personally sees those rules and regulations as emanating from place of yichud, it'll people will be more receptive to it. But that's really in terms of the 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 the, the, the practicalities, the actual teaching of Shemes Vinayach. But that's not really what the pasuk says. When the pasuk defines our role for the Gaim, certainly, you know, let's put it this way: that role that we have to teach the Gaim Shemes Vinayach, that's mitzad tarag mitzvahs. Like that's that's what the Rambam is writing in Hilchos Malachim. That we as Yidin are mechuyev, because my, as, as Taurus Moshe to teach the guy That's that's part of our chiyev. Like we saw this uh, a couple weeks ago from the Gemara Saita, that every mitzvah that we were given, it's it, it contained four parts: to learn it, to teach it, lishmor velasis. So every single mitzvah, part of the mitzvah is to teach it. To teach it to who? Obviously, to people that it's appropriate for. So when we were given the mitzvah of not to kill. So part of that mitzvah is to learn about the halachas of not to kill and to teach about it. To teach it to who? Well, to anyone that it's relevant to, which is Gaim also. So the, the, the obligation to teach Shev Mitzvah that's part of our personal chiyuvim anyway. It's really part of our chiyuvim. So it's just a matter of how to communicate it. If it's coming from a place of yichud, it'll be more receptive. But when the Pesach really wants to define our role and our unique responsibility in just teaching Gaim and influencing Gaim, the lush of the Pasik is to be an Arlagain, to be a light to the nations. And that's, a, and that's what we're going to be investigating today, that this Indian of being a light to the nations is telling us something that's beyond the, the, the technical details of Shavuot what to say to them and how to say it to them. Arlagain is something else. That's what we're going to be, be learning today. <clears throat> now, another thing that we have to figure out as well, just to tie up the, all the loose ends, is that why is all of this revealed to us through Rabbi Akiva? Why is Rabbi Akiva the one to reveal to us this Indian of Hargiz and Revel. Again, remember, this is all in Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmuel, Hargiz and Revel is just part of Kabbalah Satir. But in Rabbi Akiva, that Kabbalah already happened, the three parts. So what's Hargiz and Revel? This new Indian basically being an Arlagaim in a healthy, productive way. So it's Dafka Rabbi Akiva. So what's up is Rabbi Akiva. Okay, another thing to think about with Rabbi Akiva, again, then we'll, then we'll begin inside, is that, you know, everyone knows there's a basic rule that uh, says, V'chai behem, that you're not supposed to give up your life for you know, for any mitzvah like that. 
so we know that there's exceptions to that, right? So, right? You have to be Moisir Nefesh. Or there's halachas of when the, when the Gayim, when, there's a, when they're trying, when there's a Gezeira against Yiddishkeit, so then the halach is that also you have to be, you have to be Moisir Nefesh. Although over there, I mean, there's, 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 um, this brought them to this, but the, uh, the, um, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the, one of the, many Rishonim, for example, this is how we pass in the Shulchan Aruch, is that even when the Goyim put a Gezeira uh, against Kal Yisrael to be Mavatal something in Yiddishkeit, we have to be Meister Nefesh only if it's, if it's, if, if it's, um, if they're, if they're forcing a violation. But if, if it's B'Shevi Al-Tasa, it wouldn't be a problem. So the Mashal, if, uh, if the Chasr there's a Gezeira not to wear Tefillin, so it's Shevi Al-Tasa. So there wouldn't be a Halach of Yahar Velyava for that. If they're forcing a person to do something, Aser, then that's Yahar Velyava, if they're doing it, Lahachas. Uh, Why am I mentioning this? So everyone knows that the Maes with Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva's killed al Kiddush Hashem eventually. For what? So the Gemara says he was killed al Kiddush Hashem for teaching Tarbarabim. There was a decree against teaching Tarbarabim, and that was something that uh, he wasn't, uh, that was Xerah. And Rabbi Kiva's teaching Tarbarabim. And so everyone knows the famous story that the, the Gemara says that. Uh, one of the Talmidim went to Rabbi Kiva and said, Rebbe, like, how you teach a problem? It's Mamash uh, Sakana. So he said the famous mashal with the fish, right? The fish is, uh, is running, is, is swimming very fast and chaotically through the river. And the fox asks the fish, what are you doing? So he says, I got a fisherman trying to catch me. So the fox says, come on dry land, you'll be okay. A fox, you're supposed to be smart. That's, that's tipshis. If I stay in the water, I might be caught, but I might not be. I come out of the water, so I'm for sure dead. So said Rabbi Kiva, to, to not teach Torah, that, that's called death itself. So I might as well teach. If I survive, I survive it. But it's, it's, it, if, I, if I don't, it's, it's Vadai. So the question of Farshim, and that's what So eventually he, he continues teaching, and Mele is killed. The question is, how are you allowed to do such a thing? Because there was not, you're not allowed to learn. Because there was, you're not allowed to teach Torah Rabbin. So don't teach Torah Rabbin. It's Shevi Al-Tasa. Shevi Al-Tasa. There's no, there's no Allah of Yerav al for that. So how do you explain it? So... And it's interesting. The Rebbe Kiva didn't answer Yarvel Yavar. You know, it's it's a shasashas hashmad. It's not what he answers. He gives this whole mushal with a fish and a fox. Like you're gonna die because of a mushal like this. So there's a tar from the Ishbitzer. So they quotes this a few places. That the Ishbitzer was mechadish. That all these halachas of the Gimel Veres Chamuras and all the halachas of Yarvel Yavar and and, and and all these things. Those are that, those are clone that every Jew has to follow. But the Ishmael said, but there are certain mitzvahs that if you're sensitive enough, a person might know to pick up that this is the very shayrish ha-neshama of who the person is. And those mitzvahs that, the, that are the shayrish of your neshama, it's yohar v'al-yavar, no matter what the situation is. Shev yatasa kum v'asei, it's yohar v'al-yavar. Shayrish nishmas Rabbi Kiva was deeply bound, not just to Torah, but to teach Torah barabim. And so for Rabbi Akiva, it doesn't fit in the regular rules and regulations of yohar v'al-yavar, true. But for Rabbi Akiva, that was Sharish Nishmasai. So for Rabbi Akiva, he had to dial Kiddush Hashem even for such a thing. And that's the Mashal he gives with the fox. Like, it's a personal Zach. I'm not telling you anyone else to do this. Rabbi Akiva wasn't telling all the other Chachamim to teach Tarbar Rabbim. For Rabbi Akiva, that was his end. That is death. That is death, right? That's the Mitzvah. For him, that would be cutting off the Sharish of his Nishama. So, so that's an interesting thing. So you have to think about that. Vesepis, Rabbi, Sharish Nishmas Rabbi Akiva is teaching Tarbar Rabbim. Okay, so let's begin like this. So, Marmaka number one that you have in front of you is a pasuk that, you know, we, we quoted this last week, pasuk in Yeshaya. It's more famous in, uh, in the English, old, old English, 
a light unto the nations. But this is the Pasuk. That Tzarcha, that Tencha Hashem says, I fashioned you and I have placed you, Labris Am, to be uh, to, with a special covenant as my nation. Laargaim, to be a, a light to the nations. Laargaim. Okay, so as I mentioned before, this Indian of, of being a light to the nations is more than just our obligation to teach Shev Mitzvah Again, our Chiv to teach Shev Mitzvah is fundamentally part of our own personal Chiyuvim to teach whatever mitzvahs are relevant to whoever they're relevant to. So that's not Bechidish. Uh, being an Arlagayim is something else. So what does it mean to be an Arlagayim? Is there a certain something to teach? Like what does it mean to be an R? Why is it using this language of R? So Maramaka number two, so this is a my, part of a Mimer from, it's a, it's a very long one, but this is a very small piece of a very, very long Mimer. Tavshin, Tavresh Ayin Beis. This is uh, from the Rebbe Rashab of Lubavitch. This is, I mean, this is really just one place that he mentions it. This is a, a Yisai that you find in many, many places, especially by the Rashab's writings, that he talks about this Indian, we, and again, he's not talking about this Indian of our Lagayim, but just B'derech Klal, the, the Indian of light, light. R is a, is a, a commonly used word when it comes to Pneumia Satyra. And it's used in all different ways, but why do we use the word light, R, to describe uh, the Hashbah from the Rabbani Shalom to us, life, chi, is Tyra, R. What's this Indian of light? So this is what he says like this. We'll read it together. Like using a Lushan of light. And philosophers, they more like using Belashen Shefa. Okay, that's what in Vuch and other places, the Rambam Rishonim use a Lushan of Shefa, Shefa Loki, as opposed to light. Mukubalim will use the light of the Rabbanishon. Philosophers will use more of a Shefa of the Rabbanishon. What's the difference? The difference is as follows. The Shefa Myra, when it comes to Shefa, he says, Shefa Myra Alashpa, he Ezem Hos Davar. Shefa is usually a word that's describing an actual substance or something that you could, that's like almost tangible that you could point to and say this was given from the giver to the receiver. So for example, hashbas tzedakah. Right? So tzedakah, so charity, right? So it's actual money. So it goes from the rich person to the poor person. That there's an actual thing that is being given over from one person to another. Or water, for example, that's flowing from one place to another. Also, the word shefa can be used for water. Right, the Pasuk says. So, in other words, so shefa always is a word describing something being given over, but what is being given over is something tangible. Water is something, and it's, being, and it's moving from one place to another. So he says like this, and because of that, whenever hashpa is taking place in that way of shefa, is geremes shinoi v'chesar and v'mashpia. Because it's something that was until now by the mashpia, and now it's moving to the makabal, so there's a change in the mashpia. So let's say, for example, with the tzedakah example, the ashir has less. The, the water example, that place that the water flow, flowed from is drier now. There's less water there. There's, there's a change in the mashpia, and certainly there's a change in makabal for sure, but there's a change in the mashpia. So when water flows, they're now they're, they're being taken away right, from the where they were originating from. So that place has less water. That's, that's what Shef is. Omnam, Inyan R, but what does R mean? R is something different. Or who shezeu ha'ara levad. So for, he's going to describe that there's a mila and chasar into each one. But we'll, we'll like this. Like this. What does R mean? R 
uh, are, is an expression of also a level of hashpah, but where the hashpah that's being given over is not tangible. It's not tangible. She's a ha'ara It's just a ha'ara. What's the word ha'ara? An illumination. It's a, it's a, it's not, it's not the thing itself. It's a ha'ara. I'll give an example. She'en by mene etzim. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not an actual piece, so to speak, of the mashpia, you know, giving over to the makabah. Let's say when it comes to money. So, if you think about it, like what, what's, what bite stuck is, that you're literally taking a piece of your portfolio, of your estate, of your, you know, rechush, and you're taking a piece of that, literally, and giving it over to someone else. That's, 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 that's the mitzvah tzedakah. So because of that, there's an actual, it's, it's an actual piece of the etzem, of the thing, right? What's the, you know, the thing, we're, in, this, in the context of tzedakah, we're talking about a person's, uh, a person's rechush. So you're taking a piece of that and giving it to someone else. So that means the thing that's being given over is a zach. It's a piece of something. And it causes a shinui in the mashpia because now there's less of his rechosh. It's kanai to do, but that's, that's what happens. R is something else. R is when the hashpah is taking place in, in such a way where it's not a thing from the mashpia being taken from him and given to someone else. What is being influenced and what is being given over to the receiver is a ha'ara. It's... it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an extension of uh, of the of the mashpia. It's not a piece of him. He'll give, he'll give an example to explain. So he says, orvis like the light of a sun. That's light. It's like like a sun. When the sun illuminates planet Earth, it's not like a piece of the sun is being broken off and being thrown down to planet Earth. It's not the way it works. The light, the sun is illuminated. The sun is light. The sun is whatever the sun is, right? And from there, illumination extends beyond the sun. And if there's planets to be makabalit, then good. So Earth is able to receive the sunlight in a healthy way. So we receive it. This type of hashpah, because it's not a thing being taken from the mashpia and given to the makabal and so on, it doesn't create any change in the mashpia, the mashpia is just doing its thing. The sun just illuminates. That's what the sun does. Okay, the sun is doing its thing. If, there are, if there's a planet there to receive its light, good for the planet. If there's no planet there to receive its light, the sun is not affected by that. The sun's not affected by that. If you're, if you're giving tzedakah and there's no ani, then you're affected by that. Because that means that this piece that you wanted to give over now stays by you. Maybe you're happy, maybe you're not. But that's the reality. When it comes to the sun... The sun is doing its thing, and it's completely unchanged by whether or not there is a makabal. Because what is being given over to that makabal is not a piece of the sun, where now the sun <coughs> has to sort of like hold itself back from giving that piece over because there's no planet to give to. Either way, the sun is not giving itself the etzim to any of the planets. It's doing its thing, and there's an illumination coming, emanating from the sun. So if there are those that are able to receive it, good. If not, it's also fine. It doesn't affect the sun in that way. So he says... For the sun, it makes no difference fundamentally. It doesn't really change the sun whether the light that is emanating from it is received or not. It doesn't make a difference. When the sun illuminates, it's not adding to the, it's not adding to the sun, right? And when it doesn't illuminate, it doesn't take away from the sun. The sun is unaffected by that. Let's say, let's say there's sunlight coming and you put up a, a shade, right, to block a window. 
like a or let's say you know let's say there's clouds right sort of like a shade to block to block the sun to block the sun shein or the sun the sunlight's not getting not getting into the room or it's not getting to the ground the sun doesn't bind you're not you're not affecting the sun it doesn't make a difference but this is all by R. Shefa is not like that. When it comes to Shefa, when the Makabal is not able to receive, then the Mashpia is not able to give over. And it affects him. If he wanted to give Staka, he's upset by it. You know, and it bothers him. Or whatever the Hashpa is, he, he, he is actually, he's actually now not a Mashpia. He's not a Mashpia. Not so with light. He says in his and, and what's the simon to know whether it's Shef or whether it's R? So it's an interesting thing. How much energy does it take when you're being Mashpia? If, if, it, if there's a lot of tirda in your mind in, in terms of like trying to package it and try to like sort of figure out a way to give it over, that's, that's, that's the calling card of Shefa. Because, because the, the, the tirda that the mashpia has to go through in order to make sure that the hashpa is received, it's indicative that this is some, it's a something that he's trying to convey to the makabal, and it actually is affecting the mashpia. It's affecting the mashpia that there is a makabal, and it's affecting the mashpia how to be mashpia. It's not just a ha'ara. The sun doesn't have to work any harder if you put more planets in front of it. It doesn't have to work any harder. But if you're, let's say, giving a shear over, and there's all different types of people listening to the shear, all different levels, then the, the person giving the shear has to work harder to figure out how to package those ideas that every single person can hear it. Why? Because when you're giving over a shear, there's material in your brain that you're trying to give over to other people. And so by doing so, it, 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 there's a change in the mashviyah because of that, and there's a change in the makabah because of that, and there's a thing, almost tangible, that you could point to. Again, by words, it's not tangible like that, but there's it's something that, that, that is being given over. And because of that, it takes effort on the mashpia's part to package those things in the right way. So if there's, a lot, if there's one ani that comes to my door, okay. So it takes a certain amount of tirda to get money prepared for that person. The more people come to my door, more tirda. That's because that's shefa. <coughs> As he says, V'gam ein shemesh mutrad ar. The shemesh doesn't have to go through any added tirda to illuminate. Sha'ar mimelabai, the light, it, it, that, that, that's, that's what it does. It, it, it illuminates automatically. It's its essential nature is to illuminate. like a candlelight. when you bring a candle into a room, mimela, bias mayor. The room is automatically illuminated. The nair doesn't have to work any harder to illuminate a room if the room is bigger or not. Doesn't make a difference. So the the the, the candle is on the out, outside, and it's, there's the sun anyway, so it doesn't have to illuminate anything. And then you bring it into a dark room. Is there more energy? Does the does the wax is there more is the wax burning up faster now that it's in a dark room? No, because it, it, it because it doesn't take up any more energy of the of the candle. The candle is doing its thing. It's illuminating. On the you know in the sunlight, there's no macabre. Okay, but it's it's bad since it's illuminating. You bring it into a dark room. Okay, now there are macabre. There's a dark room to be illuminated, but the, the light is just doing. It's just emanating its own light. That, that's what it's doing. It doesn't take any tirda. So he says, <laughs> Again, all this is because there's no thing of itself that's being given over. It's just 
a ha'ara. It's an illumination. It's a it's a ha'ara of what it is. Amnam. <coughs> so until now, in other words, until now, this difference between shefa and ar is sort of check like check for shefa. Shefa now has a mila over ar. Why? Because in this context, what are we saying is that shefa is what is being given over. It's an actual mitzias. It's a something. It's a something. There's actual money being given over. There's a piece of a person's uh, portfolio that's being given over. The person has a brain and he's a Talmud Chacham. There's a piece of information that's literally a piece of who he is as a Talmud Chacham being given over to other people. And because it's something from the mashpia, an actual piece of the mashpia that's being given over to the makabal, in whatever the context is, again, obviously when it comes to a shir, we're talking about a piece of the mashpia in terms of his brain. When, t- when it comes to tzedakah, we're talking about a piece of the, mishpah, the mashpia in terms of his financial standings. But whatever, whatever the context is, it's, it's, it's literally a piece of the mashpia, and that's what's being given over to the makabal. And because of that, it, uh, it's draining on the mashpia, and it makes a big difference whether there's a makabal or not, and how many makabal there are. Mash, that, that, and that's all the mile of hashpah is that what's being given over is literally a piece of the mashpia. Not so with R. The reason why R light, the candlelight, does not, doesn't take up any energy more when it's illuminating a bigger room is because the candle's not giving bad some of itself. It's not taking a piece of itself and giving it to the room. The, what the room is gaining is just a hara. It's a, an offshoot. It's, 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 a, it's an offshoot of what, of what the candle is doing. It's not, it's not a piece of itself being given over. So in this context, it would seem that shefa is, is much more of a deeper, a more, um, you know, uh, uh, a more intense level of hashpa. Amnam, this is where the Rashab ends off, Amnam. But on the other hand, there is a very deep mila when, when it comes to a relationship of R versus a relationship of Shefa. How so? Because, because it's like this. When it comes to light, although it's true, it's not like a piece of the mashbiya being given over to the makabal. It, rather, it's only a ha'arab alma. It's a sort of a, an, a, you know, a secondary influence that the, the candle is doing. But whatever influence it's able to give over is, 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 is of the same type as itself, of, of, its, of its inner self, of its inner self. So in other words, he says like this, like the sun, the light that comes off of the sun, see, it's interesting. Let's go to Shefa for a second, right? So let's say the Tamil Chacham is giving over his shear. So it's, it's Shefa, it's something from his brain being given over. But because he, it's a something of his brain that's being given over, it has to be so packaged and so constricted and so, and so manipulated in order to, to be received by the Makablim that very often it's really, although it came from the Mashpia, it's not reflective of everything the mashpia is. Even if, even if let's say the mashpia is, is giving a shear, uh, whatever it is, and the people are able to hear him on a very high level, but it's still only one side of his chachma. It's only one side of his chachma. And more than that, even, with, even within the, the bigger picture where the person is, it's only his chachma. And let's say tzedakah is the same thing. So the guy has a portfolio, but all he has real estate, he has this, he has, he has, he has all sorts of stuff. And the guy gives a dollar to tzedakah. So that dollar stuck is a something, but it's only a piece of one aspect of this guy's portfolio. He's not giving real estate to the honey that comes to the door. 
So in other words, when you have this mile of Shefa, because it's so concrete and it's so specific, like this is what it is, so because of that, it can't be reflective of everything the Mashpia is either. Because it, by its very definition, the Makabal is not going to be as big as the Mashpia. And so when the Mashpia is giving an actual something to the Makabal, by its very definition, it's going to be limited with how reflective it is in terms of who the Mashpia is, not so with light. Because light is not trying to give something to the room, it's just, it's, it's being itself. And automatically the room is picking up on that. Then what the room is picking up on might not be anything tangible. But at least what it's picking up on is a, is a very strong, authentic version of the light itself. And so the sun is not doing anything harder in order to illuminate planet Earth more than it's doing to illuminate Mars. Uh, it's not doing anything harder. And because of that, what, we're, what, what the planets are picking up from the sun might not be like a piece of the sun itself. True. But whatever it is that we are picking up on is reflective of, of, of the entirety of the sun, of who the sun is in its very, very root, in its very, very essence. So you have this interesting dynamic that R is true, is, is there's a chasarin in terms of the tangibility of what the hashba is. But on the other hand, whatever you're able to pick up on in terms of light is... is is reflective of the very essence of who the mashpi is, not just a piece, not just an aspect. It's just, it's it's similar. I give you a similar example. Let's say you have a, a rabbi. You know, you have, I'm sure we've had this, or or you know, wished we did, or whatever the case may be, where you have like a rabbi that you really like in yeshiva. And so there's always two different things. You sit by a shir and he has questions. And, you know, you could gain a lot like that. And then there's always like uh, you know, going to his house for a Shabbos meal. You know what I mean? Or seeing him. In his, you know, in his natural habitat, you know, that's a different type of experience. Why? When he's doing it, when when he's in his natural habitat, he's not necessarily focused on being mashpia on you. He's he's taking care of his kids, family, whatever it is that he's doing, right? He's, uh, you know, he's going so whatever the, the situation is. So in terms of shefa, very limited. You definitely pick up on more shefa if you're sitting by the shear. But in terms of R, that's something else because. R is, is, is trying to gleam a little bit of a picture of, 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 of who that person is in totality and to experience that. And in order for that to happen, ironically, that's the, the, the Rosh Hashiva, whatever the case may be, cannot be focused on being mashpi at that moment in order to be authentic, right? So it's like a catch-22. When he's, tr- when he's in mashpia mode, or you're getting a shefa. When he's just being his authentic self, he's not being mashpia, but that's when, and because of that, you're not going to get you might not get uh, something, you know, but at least you'll get a sense of everything. God exactly, exactly. So the truth is, even when it comes to real Tamil and Big Sadiqim, right? Even their regular conversations, Sarah Limud. So you can learn things. So by a big tzaddik and Talmud so even when you're just hanging out and the person's in an R situation, there's Shefa coming too. That's true. But fundamentally, is like there's something deeper and greater to, 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 you know, when you're just in the person's auspices, you know? It's interesting, you mentioned that, Chazal, there's a, there's a, I'm not going to mention names, but there's a certain famous Rosh Hashiva who has a lot of famous students. So I heard this from one of his students, that uh, this Rosh Hashiva was traveling, and he uh, landed in the airport or whatever it is, and he needed to get a ride to be uh, to get home or whatever. So one of his Talmidim came to pick him up. So this Talmud is a big masman, a big Talmud Chacham himself. So Rashiva said, like, what are you, uh, 
Like, why are you wasting your time picking me up at the airport? So the Talmud said, God will shimushu yersim really muda. I mean, she, you know, to So the Rishi said, that's not what it means. It means that when you when you when you look at the hanhag of a tzaddik, you're able to learn halachas from it. Because in those days, there was no shulchan aruch, so you had to like, what's halacha lemaisa? You had to so you had to visit the Rosh Hashiva's home to hang out with him to see what halacha lemaisa. How do we fear so? So God the shemushu is just another you know, it's just another form of shefa. Like you know, the you know shvi'ah. Klai Yisrael doesn't use it like that. Klai Yisrael, when we say means to be to pick them up by the airport. Ah, you're not going to learn any like you're not learning anything by driving him to the airport. So in the world of Shefa, it's a waste of time. In the world of R, it's Vamish Kedai because then you're seeing the tzaddik in his natural habitat, so to speak. And just, and, and just being in the auspices, there's a certain level of ashba. I, it's only ha'ara ba'alma. Maskim is only ha'ara ba'alma, but that ha'ara is reflective of the etzim. And so that's, that's the difference. So he says again, let's just see it inside. There is a mile of ar versus shefa. That what sha'ar, who me'en ha'ma'ar. The ar that, that you're picking up on is me'en ha'ma'ar. It's, 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 it's reflective of the essence of the of the. Of the illum- of the luminary, it's not a random thing that the sun gives off sunlight and it doesn't give off lollipops because the, the, because any illumination that's coming off of the sun is going to be mayen the sun itself. Whenever there's hashpa, or let's say when it comes to chachma. The, the, what is being given over is never the same as the mashpia understands it in his own mind. Like when, when the, if the son can talk and the son can, if the son had to, you know, take, if the son saw a photon beam of itself making its way to planet Earth, the son would recognize it. But very often, if you're if you're a mashpia and you're giving over Tyra, and you could, like when. When someone hears it and says it back over to you, you're thinking to yourself, ah, I don't know what he's talking like. That's bchalal, not you know. So that, that doesn't happen with the sun, right? It doesn't happen with the sun because whatever is being given over, the sun recognizes that's me. Like I like I see that. When it comes to chef, is lavdafka, zadafka. The the, the chef that might be completely re or redefined by the time it gets to the makabel that it's unrecognizable to the mashpi. It doesn't mean it's not not true. It doesn't mean it's not good or unproductive, but it might not be recognizable. It could be it's not recognizable because it's been fakrumt. That could be. Or it could be not recognizable because it's been so constricted and so watered down that the mashpia doesn't recognize it anymore. So like the Maisa with Rabbi Kiva, like I quoted Shuas night with the Maisa Rabbi Kiva, right there with, with Maisha Rabbeinu. Maisha is by Rabbi Kiva's shear and he's eight rows back. He doesn't understand what's going on. So he doesn't understand what's going on. The answer is, Rabbi Kiva's Torah was Tarsh Balpeh compared to Moshe Rabbeinu Tarsh B'chsav. It's so constricted and it's so packaged, it was it's unrecognizable to the Mashpi at that point. Until Rabbi Kiva says Sinai. Okay, so it's like okay that that brought it back a little bit, but it was so it wasn't even a chap this year. It was so it was so uh, packaged and so uh, different than where its origin point was. That that's not, that always happens with Shefa. It doesn't happen with Ar. Ar will always recognize itself because even if it's a Piece, a small tiny photon compared to the sun, it, but, but it sees itself. That, that's what it is. That's what it is. So he says, When it comes to Ashba, even the, the, everything has to change almost to take on a new form. Certainly, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's be similar. It should be the same sogia. If a guy is giving a share about Basavachalov, 
and the Talmud, you know, repeats it back to him, and it's like, not, it's completely something else, it's obviously the guy wasn't paying attention, so it has to be Lefi Eifen, you know, it has to be the same, uh, you know, Sogia, but, but, but altogether different. So let's go back. The Rabbi Shalom says to the Kalah Yisrael that we should be an Orlegai. What does it mean to be an Orlegai? Not Shafalagai, an Orlegai. Orlegai is this Nakuda. Orlegai, so again, we had, we had, starting from the beginning, there's two things. You, there is, there is, we're mechuyev to teach materials, kol shavis v'ninayich, 100%. But that's not orlogayim. Orlogayim is something else. Orlogayim is to be illuminating and, and, to, and to just be mayor, to be mayor, like to be a candle, to be like the sunlight. And, and in that context, <coughs> the goyim, the nation of the are picking up on this, it, 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 just like the candlelight, it doesn't take up any more energy to illuminate a darker room or a, or a smaller room or bigger room. And it doesn't really bother the candle either whether there's macabre or not because the candle is doing its thing. It's, it's being mayor in such a way. That's exactly our relationship with the nations of the world. That's what it means to be in our Lagoyim. Besides the influence that we have, which is tangible, Shevet Zinoyach or any other, you know, specific tangible, you know, actual chef that we give to them, the overarching covenant that we were given on, on Brisbane of Sarim uh, uh, by Hargrizman uh, Harizal, is this thing as being an Orlogayim. In other words, it's not, you know, this, this is the oymic of what we're saying now, as opposed to uh, taking it beyond from last week. And last week it was like, you have to be Mashpia. But in order to be Mashpia in such a way that the Gaim don't make a pogrom about it, it, they have to feel and sense that it's coming from a place of love and a place of iskashus and a place of yichr. That's true. But now we're saying it's more than that. The definition of Orlogayim means that there's really not, it's not even so much to give over that like in order to make sure that it's being given over properly you have to, it has to be coming from a place of yichud within yourself it's more it's 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 really it's really uh, it's not even so much of a chiv of being mashpia it's kulei a chiv of being in a place of yichud and when you're when you are illuminating when you are a chavz of yichud then automatically there's illumination that comes off of that and that illumination will be picked up on the nations of the world without having to say anything. So the chiv of Orla Gaim is this nakud. It's not just figuring out, it's not just having the, the, the yichud of Yiddishkeit and, and the essence of Yiddishkeit in the backdrop in order to make sure that the ashbah is, is, is received healthfully. The, being an Orla Gaim means that you're a kule mayor, that, you're, that, 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 that everything about you is, is yichud. And memela, that, that that comes across, that just comes across and people pick up on that. What they pick up on is nothing specific. There's nothing specific. But what they pick up on is reflection of the essence. That's the Nakuda. In other words, again, it's not just that there is an essence that's called the Yichud, and that is the engine that's driving all the Pratim of Yiddishkeit, and the Pratim is what we're giving over, but because it's based on that engine of Yichud, so it's received healthfully. It's more than that. It means, a, a light means that what is being given over is Me'en Hama'ar. It's me'en hamar. In other words, it's what's being given over is essentially recognizable to the mashpia. If you're teaching the nations of the world the pratim that they have to hear, then, then, then the, by the time it's given over to them, it might not be, it might not be even recognizable to a, to a shomer mitzvah to, to the mashpia himself. But when it comes to an arlagayim, the influence that we give over should be recognizable to us. Why? Because what we're giving over, we're not giving over anything. We're illuminating, we're, we're, we're pulsating with a sense of yichud. And that sense of yichud is what the gayim can pick up on. So here's the chiddush. Not only is our obligation 
to be mashpiyan to the nations of the world what they have to hear at Tzadik Shemitz Our obligation is to to give them a glimpse and an, and a connection to the deepest essence of Yiddishkeit. That's called Yichud Kodesh But that connect that 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 opening that window into the world of Yichud Kodesh is by its very definition has to take place in a way of R, not a way of Shefa. So this is the difference. When it, there are things that you teach the nations of the world. And when you teach the nations of the world, those are Shefa Dekinyanim. And Shefa Dekinyanim, in order for it to be received, have to be coming from a place of Yichud. But then there's something else. In, in that model, all they're getting are the, pratim, are the details that they have to live by, which is fine and very good. And again, like we said from last time from Rav Kook, and if it's coming from a place within yourself, you perceive rules and regulations as an expression of Yichud, then they'll be receptive to it. Fine. But at the end of the day, that means that they're still left out in the cold in terms of experiencing the Yichud. Because all they're getting are the rules and regulations. Which again, is receivable because by you it's coming from Yichud. But what about them and, and, and experiencing Yichud? Can they experience Yichud? The answer is they could experience yichud in a way of R. R means that they're not that, that the yichud is emanating out of you, that it's encompassing everything around you as well. And will they be able to articulate what they're receiving? No. Will they become will and this is also the Nakuda, by the way, one of the differences between Shefa and R, the Marashab in other places talks about this, is that Shefa, even when the Hashpa is over, you still, the Makabal still has it. I give him a dollar, so he walks away, he has the dollar. I give a, a shear over, the Talmud has the shear, and even after I stop talking, he still has it. Not so with light. Once the candle is extinguished, the room goes back to dark. Because the whole hashpo was never something from the candle being given over to the room. It was an illumination of the candle itself. And so again, there's a mile in that, in terms of the room is able to experience an authentic experience of the candle itself, but on the other hand, when the candle is extinguished, the light has no shaykhis to it. So the nations of the world also have to have a shaykhis to the world of Yichud Kuchibir but they can't have it on their own. They only can have it, not just by us giving it to them. They, can't ha- they can only have it as, as being part of our environment and experiencing what we're deeply experiencing and, and seeing the illumination of that. But once our candle goes, oh, then they're certainly left in the dark as well. That's what it means being Arlagaim. This is the type of Vashpah that's wordless. It's without words. And you're not giving anything over. You're pulsating with light. And Mimela, everyone around you is, is gleaming from that light. And it's completely dependent on you. And this is, this is what it means to be an Arlagaim. This is what was happening by, by, by Har Grisim and Har Evil. Now let's, let's go back to what we started. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's very, the, the, the very essence of Nishmas Rabbi Akiva is this inyan of what? Of not being mashpia in a healthy way. The whole name Rabbi Akiva is R. Right? Everyone knows the, you know, how do you spell the name Rabbi name Akiva? So there's different ways in Aleph or a Hey. So it's well known, a remez, that the Sefer R. Zerua, that's why he calls it the Sefer R. Zerua, because it was in the skeleton, this inyan, which is an interesting thing, that R. Zerua, at Tzadik, Ul Yishur, Leif Simcha, Saif Tevis, Rabbi Akiva. Or Zerulat Tzadik, Simcha. That's the pasuk that hints to Nishmas Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Akiva is light. What do you mean Rabbi Akiva is light? The whole thing Rabbi Akiva is not to be mash. That, that there's a, there's an end of Yichud inside. That's the engine of Yiddishkeit, and Rabbi Akiva knows that. 
And, but then that is the source of where all the Gedarim and all the rules and regulations are coming from. And because Rabbi Kiva knows and, he, and he's saying over the rules and regulations with a sense of Ava, people can hear it. That's true, but that's not the Oymek of Nishmas Rabbi Kiva. The Oymek of Nishmas Rabbi Kiva is that it's Kulayar. That everything is Yichud. Everything is Yichud. All the Pratim are just part of It's all Yichud. And everyone that's picking up on, and everyone in the, in the orbit of Rabbi Akiva is just experiencing that light that's emanating from him. Now, once, Rabbi Akiva, once the light is extinguished, then it goes back to being a dark room, Maskin. But that's the greatness of Rabbi Akiva. Or is it Tzadik? This is why Nishmas Rabbi Akiva was deeply rooted in what? That's what the Israelites said. What? Nishmas Rabbi Akiva is what? It's not the teaching Torah. Teaching of Barabim. What's in teaching of Barabim? Teaching of Barabim means to be an or, to illuminate. It, Shefa. Again, the, 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 the nature of our is that it illuminates. So if you were to tell a candle, don't light up the room. There's no such thing. You can tell a, a Talmud Chacham, don't give a shir. Okay, it's painful, it's hard, okay. But you, it, by, by the mitzvah, you can't tell a candle not to illuminate. That's what Rebekah is saying. I'm a candle, I'm an R. You can't, you can't, you can't there's no such thing. Uh, the only way for a candle not to illuminate is if there's no candle. That's, that's Rabbi Kiva. The whole, the whole Torah of Rabbi Kiva, which is the root of Tarsh Palpeh, is what? Is it, it, just illuminating the world, right? Orlan Esivasecha, the Pasuk says, talking about Tarsh Palpeh, that Tarsh Palpeh is a way to illuminate the path of life. We're not sure what to do this way, that way. So Tarsh Palpeh illuminates. Tarsh Palpeh means taking, taking things that until now have been, have been completely uh, outside of the influence of Tyra, let's say human intellect, or complicated situations in life, and Ladra was saying, no, no, it's part of Tyra, it's part of, it's a, they're, they're, I don't see any contradiction at all. It's part of the sugya. life is part of the sugya. That's what Tarsh Pelpeh does. That's where Kiva was. It's Tafka Rabbi Kiva that's Megala, this Indian of Hargrizm and Haravel. Rabbi Kiva's, da- again, let's understand, the Oymik, what we're, what we're learning today, this morning is that the Oymik of Hargrizm and Haravel is, it, even in the Nitziv's world, it's really a, a, a deeper bond. It's a, it's, a, it's a new revelation for Klal Yisrael. Because what it's saying is, to Klal Yisrael, is that not only do you have an obligation to have rules and regulations and remember that it's coming from a place of Yichud. It has to be Kula Yichud. Like everything just has to be Yichud. And because of that, since it's all just encompassed in that experience of Yichud Kishmashchinte, and this Pratalacha is just another expression of that Yichud, and this Pratalacha is another expression, it's all Yichud. What Harizm Evil says that you have to be a candles. The Metzias of being a candle. And the Metzias of being a candle is that it's Kulay light. It's Kulay light, and it's Kulay mayor. It Kulay illuminates. That, 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 that's, that's what it has to be. And Samamela, when you're in such a situation, then the world around you will also be illuminated by that. But it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't take any more tirda. It doesn't take it, because that's who you are. There's a chiv of Hargiz and Evil is not just to, not just to, you know, have Yichud as in the backdrop and then, you know, be a good mashpia. The chiv of Hargiz and Evil is to be, to be an R, to be Rabbi Kivadik. And this is what you find with Rabbi Kiva himself. Take a look at Marmok number four. <coughs> so this is um, a piece from uh, Rav Kook, Oyos Rayah, in Shir Shirim. So everyone knows that Shir Shirim is all, it's the whole Sefer by Yichud. That's all it is. So uh, Rabbi Kiva, so uh, I'm Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva is a Chazal Sefer. Rabbi Kiva said, The whole world is not Kedai. Like the, the greatest day of all that really overshadows any other day is the day that Shir Shirim was given to us. 
Really? Har Sinai? Like, uh, uh, everything was overshadowed by the day of the giving of Shir Shir, which was the day of the Beis HaMikdash, but he's defining it as really the day of Shir Shir. Why? So it says to Rav like this, Yesha Hava, L'Shem Hashem Yisparach, she would say, Habriya there's a certain love and attachment we could have with Hashem because he created the world and it's a beautiful place and chesed Hashem mole oilam v'tuvi al briyosev all these good things, right? And, and, and that could be a source of ahava. The yesh ahava kezois, but there's another type of ahava. Shemergeshes b'nefesh mitzad etzem maros nefesh loyav as a toiv There's another level of ahava that it's just a hiskashus as b'meila. It's just it's the same species that the, the neshama and God is just min b'minay. It's not because God does this, isn't it? In other, words, in other words, it's the same thing with God. Like when the Rabbanish Shalom, there's a way to, to look at Hashem as Hashem is the Mashpia. Because Hashem is where He is, where, where we are, and Hashem gives good things to us. So oh, Hashem gives Hashpot to us, He gives us dollars, and He gives us nice ideas, so we love Him back. That, when a person's in, 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 a, in a Shefa, they mode, so you see Hashem in Shefa. But then there's another thing Rav Kook is saying, that even Hashem is R. What is that? Hashem is not like giving. Hashem is just being good. Hashem is good. Hashem is is light. The world, the un, reality is illuminated by Hashem's light, and so in that mode, then we are just illuminated by Him, and that's what we are. It's just it's 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 a oneness. It's a, it's a yichud. Uh, the light of the room is synonymous with the light coming from the candle. It's, a, it's the same thing. It's not like the candle is giving something a decision. It's mela. It's all it's all one big experience. That's the love that a person can reach with the Havas Hashem. Vahava, as I say, Iker Ahava. That's the main love. The main attachment we have with Hashem is to see Hashem as the candle that's illuminating the universe. That's a much deeper Ahava and more precious than a love that's gained by focusing on the Shefa that Hashem gives us. And to, and to really, really capture. And in detail, and to, and to you know, to sort of uh, paint a picture of this type of love. That's what Shirishim is trying to convey. Shirishim is trying to convey a world that's being illuminated by the candle, which is God, not a world that's being given good things by Hashem. But the, the Rebbe Hashem is light, and if you want to, have, and to whatever degree you have light in your life, that's the light of Hashem. That, that's what that's what the Shirshim is trying to capture. That's what the whole world is not Kedai like that day, because the whole world is redefined based on that based on that day. Instead of the world being something a place that we get Shefa from, it's a place that's partially illuminated by Hashem's light. And who was the one to say this Rabbi Kiva? Because Rabbi Kiva Betsim is a chatz of light. And so it's Dafka Rabbi Kiva that's able to reveal this truth that we, that, that that Hashem's relationship to us is Kuli R. Torah has to be learned in a way of R. That it, it automatically has to be barabim, and if it's not influencing the outside, then it's a chesaron in your light. In other words, that's the nakuda. If a, if you if the if the person is not illuminating, then either there's no one around you, okay, then it's not your fault. But if there are people around you, then you have to illuminate them. And if you don't illuminate them, it means it means you're not a candle. So you could be a good. So maybe you're you're mashbia and you're not and you're choosing not to be mashbia. But if you're a candle. That automatically you, you'd illuminate. And if you're not illuminating, it means you're not being a good candle. So Rabbi Kiva sees the Rabbanu Shalom as a candle. Rabbi Kiva sees Torah as a candle. And Rabbi Kiva sees Kla Yisrael as a candle to the nations of the world. Dafka Rabbi Kiva is one to reveal, Har Grisman Har Evil, that we were makabal on ourselves to become, to, to live Yichud Kishabrich Shkente. What does Yichud Kishabrich Shkente mean? Yichud Kishabrich means the same, the, de- the depth of a Yichud means it's one Indian. It means that any light that we experience is a light of the candle. 
anything that the Shechina has is Kuchibrichut. That's what it means, a Yichud Kuchibrichut. But Kiva's Megala, that that's how a Jew has to live, that's what Yiddishkeit truly is. And Memeila, because of that, you'll be an Orlagoyim. Like what the Nitzv says, that part of Haragiz Merevel is to be Meshpia to the outside world, but not Meshpia, is to, to illuminate the outside world. And that comes with, with seeing yourself and seeing Yiddishkeit, seeing the world as Pashat candle. you have that that automatically it's, uh, things are being illuminated. We'll just end off very, very quickly. And the last piece over here, again, it's part of that Torah there of Cook says in his Akdama to Shir Shir, she says, it's just a beautiful, like those that, are, that have a pure heart can see a glimpse of the greatness of Rabbi Akiva. It's Rabbi Akiva Masachik, Rabbi Akiva who's laughing, Rabbi Akiva who's laughing when a fox is coming out of the Kodesh HaKodshin. Why, why is he laughing? Because to the, the, to the, the, the perspective of such a giant neshama, the distant future is right in front of his face. So when you're so tall, you can see things from a distance, right? So like Rabbi is such a giant that to him, the years of Golas is, okay, you know, he already sees Gula. It's already a foregone conclusion. The pleasurable love that Rabbi Kiva sees in that absolute future of Mashiach, kol kach, fills his pure hearts to such a degree, it doesn't leave any room for any darkness. Again, you see this, even Rabbi Kiva, in terms of his own personal dealing with tsaris, it was also in a way of light. Again, some, again there's darkness, there's something terrible, and there's, um, there's, there's gula, there's something good. So gula should be mashpia on darkness. And it's like, try to find something good, and kudutai for things like that. Which is gavaldik and great. Rabbi Kiva is deeper than that. Rabbi Kiva is kuli meyer. Geula is a candle, and automatically it illuminates the room that you're in, which is called galus. It's not. It's not. It's not mashpia to the room. It illuminates the room. Now it is true. If chas v'sham, a person, if the candle goes out, then the room is back to being dark. There is a mile of chef in that way. But Rabbi Kiva's Indian is R. Rabbi Kiva's Indian is R. So he says, Rabbi Kiva sees Golas as nothing more than just a cloud covering the beautiful sun, the beautiful sky. And Davka from, from the root of such a neshama, that his neshama leaves his body with the word echad, from that person, from that neshama, comes out, the clear, decisive decision. That's Rebbe Kiva. Uh, Kiva's mamash an R. That's why, you know, Chazal say, Kula li Kiva, right? All of Tarsh Peh comes from Rebbe Kiva. But Mishnayis, which is certainly the Iker, the fundamentals of Tarsh Peh, come specifically, Rabbi No Kaddish used the Mishnayis of one of the Tamidi Rebbe Kiva to, uh, to, form, to be the backbone of Mishnayis. And who, which Tana was that? Rebbe Meir. Mayor, because that's the Indian of Tarsh Baal Peh, that's the Tarsh Rebbe Kiva, that's what Yiddishkeit's supposed to be, a mayor, an illuminary, something that, anything that you gain from is a reflection of the ma'ar, of the, of the illumination itself. That's what Tarsh Baal Peh is. No? Okay, we should be zaycha to be a good Arlagayim, and the way to do that is to live kula yichad, to see the Rabbana Shalom as mamish, one with the Bria, one with Mitzias, all of Mitzias is alive, like the Raman begins in Mishnah Torah, anything that exists because of Hashem's existence, that's the root of that, that that's that's Taurus Rabbi Kiva's from that. That's all of Tarsh Balpeh is rooted on that first statement of the Rambam that everything Mitzias is existing as an extension of God's existence. Hashem is a candle, and it doesn't take him any more energy to create the world. 
The fact that it doesn't take energy of God to create the world is because the world is not Shefa. It's, it's, it's illuminated from his existence. And the light that we're experiencing is, is Hashem's light. It's Yichud. That's Yichud Kishbushchinte. That is Mamash of Oneness. When you have that, then Torah is like that. Yidna are like that. Golsagul is like that. And from there, it should be an Orla Okay? We should be to experience that. Amen.